Welcome to VPG's Virtual Water Cooler Chat Podcast, where we share lessons and stories of women professionals to help empower other women and expand a greater circle of influence so we walk our journey with those who understand and appreciate us. Today, we'll chat with Alyssa Holtzlander about her path to becoming a patent attorney. Alyssa is Trademark Managing Counsel and Senior Patent Counsel at Unified Patents, LLC. She handles PTAP filings and ex parte reexamination within Unified, and is also primarily responsible for Unified Brands, a service within Unified Patents that helps deter counterfeiting. Prior to joining Unified Patents, Alyssa was an attorney at Finnegan LLP. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering from Penn State University and earned her JD at George Washington University Law School. Good morning, Alyssa. How are you doing today? Good, Ashley. How are you? Really good. I am so glad that the day after President's Day, you are here chatting with me and very grateful to be a friend and also a work colleague. Well, I'm so happy to be here and getting a chance to talk to you as well. Well, pleasure is all mine. Can you share with us how did you start your journey as a patent attorney? So originally, I went into engineering because math was always my best subject. So when I talked to my high school teachers, they're like, oh, well, you should be an engineer then because you love math. Um, and then I ended up picking mechanical engineering because I liked, I always liked tinkering th- with things and figuring out how mechanical devices worked. And as I got closer to college, I thought it would be really fun to design roller coasters. And that's mechanical engineering would be the field for that. Um, I never actually got to work on designing roller coasters. Uh, but I did spend a few times as an engineer working on defense work and ship design. And I decided kind of after doing that, that I wanted to go back to law school. And I thought being a patent attorney would be a good mix of those two different fields. That's roller coaster. Never thought of, <laughs> I, I could not put the two together. <laughs> I know. I thought I was going to go down and, you know, work for Disney and (laughs) design, you know. Now, can you tell us a little bit about, like, um, what do you do now as a patent attorney? So I work for Unified Patents, and I specialize more in the PTAB practice, uh, filing IPRs and re-exams. And then I also... I'm leading unified brands. So I help companies um, deter counterfeiters. And it's interesting because, you know, doing the PTAB work was something that I spent a lot of time on when I was in the law firm. Uh, And now doing kind of the brands work is something new and fun that I get to do and get to learn and have kind of a whole different perspective on, you know, intellectual property fields. What do you think is the are the most challenging aspects of your work? I think probably the most challenging aspect is when we get kind of really complicated patents that we want to challenge. And, you know, I specialize in mechanical engineering, but that doesn't mean 
that's what all the patents are that are we're going to be challenging. So learning kind of all these different technologies on the fly. Um, and we do get to work with experts in the field that, that help us, but you really do have to just kind of dig in a little bit and, and read the patents, read kind of things that are just similar technology and, and learn something new on the fly. So I think it's challenging, but it also is kind of what makes the job fun too. If you have to use three words to describe Alyssa, <laughs> the essence of Alyssa, what three words would you use? That's a tricky one. You can take your time. I got all the time <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Let's see. I think caring is one. Loyal or dedicated would be another one. And I think happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, would you like to hear my three words for you? I, I would. <laughs> Well, first, I think that you're very deliberate, and it's a good thing, because you are a listener. You're active listening, because I've seen you in so many, like, both professional and personal settings, and you are usually, based on my observation, you're usually the person that listens, and not necessarily, you try me when you want to, but, you know, but for the most part, you are observing I really like that quality about you. And there's a stoic calmness about you. <laughs> so I, I guess I just come up. And then also a loving mother. I love how much you dedicated your time to, besides being a successful woman attorney, professional attorney, and that you always take so much time to take care of your daughter and taking her out to do to basically compete as a professional dancer at such a young age and instill that self-confidence and letting her see the world and not just being just hooked up in a very small setting and just think that the world is so much bigger than what we think we it is. So that's my opinion. <laughs> I, I would agree with those. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. All good. <laughs> Um, you know, how do you feel about your work as a pre-tech practitioner? There's a lot of um, discussions in terms of how underrepresented women practitioners are in the space. And I think it was like 12%. And the mm -hmm. new study will probably come out soon uh, from the PTAP Bar Association. And so being in the space, do you have any recommendations or any thoughts about how we can actually sort of advance that for women practitioners in the space and also increase the numbers? So I feel like that was a couple questions there. There's many uh, questions there. <laughs> <laughs> so how do I feel about being a PTAB practitioner? I, that. <laughs> I think it's a really good mix for me between the things I like about prosecution work and the things I like about litigation work. To me, I, I didn't like always doing prosecution work. Um, I liked being able to write things that were a little more argumentative um, and being able to do the oral arguments that we do with PTAB. Uh, but then litigation also kind of has, it's a lot of fun, but then there's also a lot of discovery work, a lot of, a lot of time commitment 
that things are coming up all the time and you don't necessarily plan your life around it as well. So kind of for me, one of the recommendations I think to have more women in the space is having the opportunity to have a really good work-life balance. And that's one of the main reasons that I came to Unified and that I really like working at Unified. I think for both men and women, really, and the generations coming up, that companies and firms should make it a priority to have a work-life balance and how to figure that out for their employees and how to, uh, I think one of the problems is attorneys often feel like the more I work, you know, the more firms like me or the bigger bonus I'm going to get. And I think that there needs to be some type of priority in firms that can promote having a little bit more balance to your life. I don't exactly know what that is, um, but I think that that's really important. I think it really does require a philosophy, like a fundamental change in philosophy when that, I think we're moving to that direction, but we're not really quite there yet because, I mean, let's just face it, it's like a lot of money at stake, a lot of time in patent litigations. Um, yep. When you know when you're choosing between, it's probably hard to to choose between wanting your team to have work life balance, but you're basically on the client's back and call, and mm-hmm. a lot of time is beyond your control. And litigation is sometimes things just kind of explodes, and time commitment. I completely agree with you. The time commitment is something that I could not really. I decided that it's no longer what I wanted to do in that. So that's why I started my own company. I'm so glad that I still work with you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that's me too. awesome. <laughs> but you know, it's like you knew me as a workaholic. I think most people yes. knew me as a workaholic. And so that was a huge life perspective differences, like how it's it's constant work in progress, let me not lie. But um, I think that it is really good and it's good to have a company that actually supports that basic philosophy. So I'm really glad that we still work together and now we can actually pursue fun project like this. <laughs> yes. Now, what do you do in your spare time? When you are not uh, like litigating and doing unified brands and, you know. So we talked a little bit about this, but in my spare time, I spend it with my family. Um, my husband is also an engineer who went to law school, but he decided he liked doing engineering instead. Um, as you mentioned, I have a daughter. She's nine years old. Uh, she loves to dance. So we are at dance competitions all of the time. Uh, and we also have a, a sweet German shepherd puppy named Bridget. And so she takes up a lot of our time too. We've learned she does not like being in her crate at all. So it means someone is almost always at home with her. <laughs> she likes being with her family. Um, but really, yes, just, and whatever we do, whether it's, you know, going on hikes together, um, going to dance competitions, just having kind of nice quality family time. You know, your daughter is a really 
wonderful performer. She's a great dancer. She wins like competitions. But I think that a lot of it is really like, I think she truly enjoys the performance aspect of it because I can see like whenever you share the videos or things that I see on like social media, she just truly enjoys that. What do you do to help serve as a role model for her and to help her know that it is okay to try? If you fall, just get back up. And this is what self-confidence is about. So what practical tips do you have, Alyssa? <laughs> so first off, I think, I think her dancing and doing the competitions helps her confidence. Um, there are often times that, that she struggles with, you know, learning a new dance move or a new acro trick. And she'll get, you know, very frustrated with herself once to quit, once to, you know, just stop trying. Um, but then when she finally gets the move or gets the trick, she feels great about herself and great for accomplishing it. Um, and I think being able to overcome that adversity is just really helpful in life in general and growing confidence. Um, and we talk about that, how, you know, these types of struggles aren't just dance related. They can come up in, in any type of instance in life, you know, whether it's if math is a struggle for you and learning, you know, different types of math or just in general, having, you know, a, a personal conflict with someone and having to figure out how to overcome that. So I try to show her things that I struggle with in general too. Um, and just to show her that, you know, for everyone, there are things that are not going to come easily to you and being able to push through or being able to ask for help is really important. Um, and don't kind of, don't take it all on your own shoulders. Make sure that if you need to reach out to someone, you do. So that's what we talk about. <laughs> but is this, I'm just curious, is this the type of, um, Lessons that you learn from your parents or some specific role model while growing up? Or is this just something that you just learned through osmosis? I think both a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I know, you know, my parents always tell me, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. You can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. Um, just work hard and it, it comes through. And then also, you know, I did sports growing up too. I danced and I did horseback riding. Um, and there were always struggles there that, you know, you, you push through them and then you see what you can accomplish on the other side after you, after you've worked really hard. So I think it's a little bit of both. How do you see or define success? Being happy. That wasn't even a thought. I'm, I'm, I'm not that you already. That was such an instinct. Being happy. Doing doing things you like and enjoying your life. Being yeah. I don't think it's gauged on you know how much money you make or how big your house is. I think it's just doing enough for you that that makes you happy and that is successful to me. I think that's a good enough definition <laughs> for me because I think that's so something that I learned too. You know, um, I started back with um, 
picking up meditation just because things are going well for the business. But then I find myself meeting up challenges that sometimes I'm not quite ready for. So mm-hmm. with that growth, there's still like that, that gap that I'm not quite there. So I get frustrated with myself when I'm not being as understanding or when I'm not being where I want to be. So I find that I think success, completely agree with you, is just about being happy and not having to answer to other people. I mean, families, maybe we want them to be happy too, but most of the other people, you know, it's not their business. You know, so when people like ask, yeah. why are you doing this? Like, why not? I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I mean, within reasons, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. not going to go, I would do crazy stuff, but, um, but I thought that that was good. I kind of wanted to hear your answer on that. Um, what are some key lessons learned that you would like to share with our audience? So I think one is try different things so you can figure out what is the best fit for you and what does make you happy. Um, I think I mentioned earlier, you know, I did patent prosecution, I did PTAB work, I did litigation. I also spent time just as an engineer. Um, and I think without doing those various things, you can't really know what you like until you've tried other things. So I think that, you know, I find kind of found my, my niche doing the PTAB work and, I, I really like doing that now, but I want, if you don't try different things, you always kind of wonder like, well, maybe I would have liked this better, or maybe I would have liked that better. And I think as a young attorney or young in whatever career you're doing, being able to try different things is, is really beneficial. It's, it's uh, good to have that different points of comparison. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe I really like writing. I like the strategy in litigation. I like not having to work 24-7 on pre-tab, you know, that type of thing. So completely agree with you. Can I have I one to- more I have one more oh, okay. lesson though. Okay. <laughs> um, I think another <laughs> lesson is seek out good people to work with that are good people that can help you hone your skills and that you also like working with. Because having that, I think, changes everything. You want to, you know, make sure that you're learning the right things young in your career. So that's why you need people that you think are, are very good at those skills already that can help you. But if you don't like working with them, then I don't think you're going to take their lessons to heart as much as if you like them. Um, so- so let me ask you this. I'm going to challenge you a little bit. By liking the people that you surround with, how do you look at constructive criticism? And sometimes it might not be, I and mean, it might be completely diametrically opposed to what you believe, what you think. Say, for example, you're working on a project. Someone comes in completely give you a different perspective. Do you consider that someone good to work with? Or do you, how, how, how do you, how do you define a good working relationship? Uh, I think it can sometimes be how that constructive feedback is given. If it is given in a positive way to help, then I think that's a very good relationship. And I think you have to have someone who can criticize you because otherwise you won't learn. 
Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that sometimes how that feedback is given changes how you accept it and how you are willing to change what you're doing to improve. And sometimes I think that I hate to use soft skills because like soft people skills and stuff like that. And a lot of times, at least stereotypically, people in heart sciences are not necessarily the greatest at giving feedback because they're so, they're harnessing on the actual technology is how you communicate that is important. So do you, how do you think that, you know, I used to be very thin skin. I, I mean, I take everything personally and things like that. So there were times that I did not take certain feedback positively. Do you have any recommendation for someone that is starting like young in the career in a very competitive, you know, field? And the people that give you feedback may not always be focusing on the how and being, you know, finesse in the communication. So what do you what advice do you have for young practitioners that may maybe take a couple of hard critique and how how would they benefit from this and how should they look at that type of feedback even if it's not communicated positively so i think that everyone kind of needs their person or their I don't want to say necessarily mentor, but someone else that they can go talk to and discuss that feedback and get an understanding of, you know, I'm getting this feedback from someone else. It's coming at me like this. Do you think they're right though in the actual end feedback they're giving? And I think having someone that you trust that is at least you appreciate their feedback then you can kind of talk to them about this other feedback that you're getting that may not be coming at you in as positive a way. Um, I think you need someone, even if it's just venting, that you can vent to and get stuff off your chest if you're you know, frustrated with the feedback you're getting. Because um, if you don't have that outlet, it can really weigh on you and, and bring you down. And I think that's really hard. Yeah, support system is so important, especially in a competitive feel like you know the legal industry you know mm-hmm. and so because the, the decisions that people make it really has a lot of like monetary effect <laughs> along yeah. with many other things so it does it is not always easy that's for sure well thank you so much for you know taking the time today Alyssa to like um you know share your advice and your lessons learned with us now if our audience wants to find you what is the best place to find you are you on linkedin or you know uh i am on linkedin um my contact information should also be on unified's website um if someone to reach out but yes linkedin i'm you know happy to accept invitations from from others that want to to chat in the field Thank you so much for your, you know, for the chat. And this was fun. Thank you. I appreciate it.